This is Chair. I'm your host Nemanja. And let's first go back to previous week episode with Pavle Krivokuća from Impact Hub. Uh, by default, people like to have that romantic view of innovation. It's like, oh, we're gonna make a next big thing. And people love to create things that are gonna make impact to other people, life, environment speaking, you know, uh, society speaking, whatever. Uh, but the thing is, those innovations are so, so, so rare. A bunch of things that we call innovations are actually inventions. So like using the existing either technology or solution or specific kind of, uh, I would say, physical product in a different way. We have a really cruel and great engineering talent. That's a, that's a known, I would say, fact now on the market. The thing is, we, we all collectively need more business development insight and more business development experience to make these kind of deals. And people don't know that. They, 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 you know, the engineers who build amazing innovations are not able to transfer it in a usable inventions that can be usable you know, for those buyers, for their customers, for those markets, and grow it in a sustainable fashion. I think the, the whole ecosystem is, um, is giving many, um, many opportunities now, and you can actually find a bunch of you know, people, organizations, VCs, angel investors, stuff like that, uh, to kind of uh, help you grow in a proper manner. It's just a sense of you understanding what you need, and uh, navigating through that complex landscape and knowing where you are going uh, from that point on. This is Chair, place where we discuss innovations. And today we are going to talk about how to innovate human potential. In times like this where uh, so many things are uncertain, human potential can be neglected and forgotten. And even itself can be solution to uncertainty. Uh, how to overcome this? We talk with Bojana Dolovski. She's a serial entrepreneur, a creative business innovator with the knack to unlock human potential. Paying forward is a part of her life and by her own admission she's privileged to have Mediterranean roots but growing up in the Netherlands. So Bojana, welcome to chair. It's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you very much. I love to be here. So based on your first-hand experience. Um, does personal development depends on place of birth and uh, on your direct surroundings? Well, you know what, I think this discussion is very old, nature versus nurture, and how uh, it's also very controversial over time. But I think from my personal experience that actually uh, through life, uh, both are kind of dynamic in a way. And both contribute either to, um, uh, let's say, personal development or uh, new things that we have to learn. And I think on both sides there are pluses and minuses. So I think there is like a, a new thing going on. And if I look at uh, surroundings, um, for example, now I'm, I'm uh, very active within a foundation in Amsterdam who's um, fighting uh, equality because okay. through Corona, uh, the um, distinguishment between social layers has become bigger. And uh, if you look at, let's say, disadvantaged areas where we are very active to see what's going on on a social level, uh, you see that, for example, um, there's like they have this student following system where they actually follow the educational level of children uh, between the age of, uh, I think, 7 till 12. 
and then they actually uh, choose a direction where they are heading for in high school. So this is the level of education they're going for. And if you look at that, it's very interesting to see that uh, the average of those kids uh, are not different than, let's say, overhaul the city. So disadvantaged areas versus the city of Amsterdam. Although the advice they get to go into the higher system is lower, so like 24% of the disadvantaged uh, uh, areas, they get uh, like a lower advice, and where in the city of Amsterdam, it's like 43. So there is like, surroundings are yes. influenced by what, what are you going to be when you're uh, a grown-up. So I think it's, it's, a, it's a very much uh, influencing. You mentioned the nature versus, versus nurture, and uh, of course there is there that story about uh, culture versus mentality, right? Uh, uh, how this influencing exactly on climbing on the stages of the Maslow? Well, I think uh, you, you need a lot of luck too. If I look at my own story, um, I, I didn't have the chance to go into university, but by uh, getting to know the right people and the right network, and sometimes they also say like, uh, your uh, net worth is more the people you know than what, the knowledge you have. So you have to really also be lucky to have the right network. And also within this uh, foundation, for example, we try to help those kids to broaden their horizon, to look into you know, new networks, new people, because if your bubble is this, bi- this small, then you know, it will yeah. never get bigger. You so won't I get the potential that yes, you deserve. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I want to move to to your uh, entrepreneurship spirit, and uh, I know that you're uh, you made uh, quite a few companies in your life, and uh, to concentrate on one uh, with very interesting uh, name, your next story. Um, uh, this is the company that you founded that has a very interesting program. Uh, call it 100 day program. So can you give me a glimpse of uh, what is it this program really about? Yeah, well, uh, actually I'm doing this company with two partners and um, it's interesting to, to say that we um, didn't have the concept of the company. Uh, I know them both and I actually brought them together in a way like I feel that there is something we have to co-create together. And it was very uh, interesting to see that actually I could not... Uh, scheduled their agendas together at, at a certain point. It wasn't sh- she was not available, he was not available. I was like, oh, I wanna, I want you to meet. And then at a certain point, I was like, okay, you know what? This weekend, I'm going to Belgrade. Please join me to her and to him. And then we came to Belgrade actually for a weekend to uh, make them introduce to each other and also look at where are we as persons and what do we want in this world. So there, the idea of your next story came. And it was actually founded by frustration because we saw a huge mismatch between, let's say, uh, potential and talents within companies and also uh, how, te- how companies are using them or not using them. And um, this mismatch, in a way, we thought like we can help this. So there your next story came from. And we thought of these 100-day programs because you need 100 days to embed uh, a new uh, skill or whatever your uh, behavior actually. So if you change behavior, you, you, you need like 100 days to embed it in life. So we chose for this number. And we, ha- we have developed a whole program which has a certain aspects, which is also like uh, partly digital, but also very much uh, in real life. 
And um, we help companies to kind of look at the motivation of their people. We look at um, where are their values? How do values match of the employees of the company and the company itself? Because that's a core thing, we, yeah. we believe. If you, if you don't start with that, you yes. will have problems later. Exactly. And also, uh, we look at resilience. Like, how, how resilient are you? And are you able to actually adapt? Uh, because you need, let's say, in the working force, you need soldiers, you need pioneers, you know. So we actually indicate how the diversity within the company is uh, organized. And do you have enough of what you need as a company? And also, how do you uh, communicate to each other based on your values? So uh, uh, how are you measuring this? How are you measuring the program is, is uh, uh, you know, successful? It's very interesting for me to 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 uh, to ask this question because uh, uh, lately we we had some uh, episode with uh, with one uh, doctor from the neuroscience and we talked about how to measure empathy and it was very something that it's so uh, hard to measure. How you measure the success for this program because uh, uh, what you aiming with this program is personal development and it's very. Yes. It's very difficult. Um, you know, the short-term, let's say, uh, results are uh, are visible in a way, and you could measure those. But because we kind of, um, how do you say it? Yeah, we embed a long time uh, thing because it has to click in a way. And it doesn't click right away within the program or right after the program. It takes some time. So we are actually really looking into how can we measure the long-term impact our programs have. And we are not yet there because time has to pass to also see. Um, and, and what we also talk about uh, with our clients is you have to accept if you work with us that maybe uh, some of your employees will choose a different career path. And you can see it as a loss. But on the other hand, you have helped this person to actually know what he or she wants and follow their heart or whatever they are here for. And um, we also show them that actually these employees are lifetime ambassadors because you as a brand or as a company enable them to look into themselves and what they actually want. So that's also, a, 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 you know, we, we always try to make the glass half full in a yeah. way and also uh, discuss the risks, which also can be beneficial. It sounds like a very like a fair sum game, right? It's everybody's on the win, even though if yeah. you're looking from one perspective, that, uh, for example, some employee is going to leave that company. It's good for company as well as for employee, right? Exactly, exactly. And, and and you know what? And those ambassadors outside of your company are maybe more of value than the ambassadors inside of your company, yeah, because they have a broader scope. So uh, uh, we are talking about this uh, unlocking human potential with this, and uh, it's this is very clearly it's complex to to do this, um, uh, even though on the small scale. But uh, let's talk bigger. Let's talk on the higher scale, on the bigger scale. Uh, uh, are the, is it impossible, or are there any innovations, technological or any other type that can help this to scale? Well, you know what. If we're really talking about technology, um, we we developed an app which helps us through this process. And I think uh, at a certain point, we're going to add AI to it because I think the market is asking for it. But if we look at what we are doing uh, uh, with potential and talent, um, I think the innovation is daring. Uh, so we actually challenge the companies to unlock 
the potential of their employees. And there the, the big innovation is. So not act from fear or from control, but uh, look at unused potential or look at uh, maybe... Uh, you know, not even, yeah, that you put someone in a position where they actually don't use their uh, full potential. So, and we try to also wake up the companies, like, look at what you have and see how you can actually work with that, what you have. And um, we see that f f through control or fear, they don't have time to look at it. It's, it's always a quick fix in a way. And talents leave you know or they are not engaged anymore they're like laid back and they think well whatever you know so this is also a, a yeah a huge cost let's say or they leave and then you have again costs for uh, research for uh, finding the right uh, talents but also uh, engage them and educate them so it's like a very old model and i think there is it's time for something new now can you share me some some good examples of uh, how you made a change Uh, on the on the people itself, can you can you just take one one example. let's say but yeah, yeah one example from the, from the from the group that you've from had. Well, you know what it's it's so interesting because um, we are not there to judge, so that that's one thing, and everybody has their personal life line, you know, and um, our program we always say what you invest you gain back. So if you are uh, open to actually really open up in a way, like put everything on the table, because we're doing a lot of reflections, we're doing a lot of, uh, I don't know, uh, let's say like, what are your habits and do you like them? Don't, do you dislike them? Because there is a lot of space in the program to actually take time for yourself. And we say it's a present to yourself. And um, this thing, It has to click with people. So at the point in the program, because there's always a, a, a period of time within the program that people are, you know, yeah, trying just... to yeah, yeah, avoid or they think, well, I'm not sure, you know. But at the point when, when it clicks, then they are engaged and then the results are huge. So because they see like, okay, this is actually a present to myself and I want to gain the most out of it. And everybody has a different level of most. Uh, but um, what we see is the, uh, we get letters, we get emails, we get messages after X amount of time. Like, hey, I'm here now and I thought of that moment with you guys there. It helped me a lot. And now I have the reflection on it. Like I understood what you were doing there. Things like that. So we see that we really create something which give people uh, uh, insights on themselves, but also help them not only on a career path, but also in personal life. Yeah, to grow. To grow in every perspective of, uh, of their personality. So while I was researching this subject, uh, I came across an interesting idea that said that uh, unlocking potential is a process of unlearning and learning. Uh, what is your position on this? Well, um, what's his name? Lao Tzu had also this uh, perspective like um, you gain, uh, yeah, you get knowledge if you are able to kind of uh, get new information, but you also kind of, uh, uh, you get wisdom if you are able to let go of the old habits and old things. So that's the unlearning part. And I think um, because we look at this uh, in a way also with our, um, we look at uh, limiting beliefs, for example. Okay. 
So which limiting beliefs did you have through childhood or through life, which you don't need anymore? You know, so that's the unlearning part. Like, so you're a different person now. And you yes, and do you uh, still need this, yeah. you know, and, and through some um, uh, exercises and also what, which is very powerful within our programs is the peer-to-peer conversations where you actually share your stories. And this goes very deep. And we also say like, uh, and it's, it's, it's like that, because if I now, um, I can call now someone from one of those programs, we're lifetime friends. We don't have to talk to each other uh, every week or every month, but you go that deep and you know each other that well in the core that you don't actually experience that with your friends, with your family, with your, you know, it's a different level of connecting. And, um, there we also say like, okay, unlearning is that like, okay, look at yourself. What do you need to let go to actually make the step forward in whatever direction you want to? And I think if you add relearning to unlearn and uh, learn, is actually like, okay, what can we uh, learn in a new way to actually help our growth? So there's also a part, like, okay, which things can we do in a different way? And that's actually going in a higher, uh, let's say, development uh, um, level. Uh, I'm so impressed with, with, uh, with this program, but I want to ask you from the other side of the story, what were the biggest challenges? I think the biggest challenge is actually uh, choosing the right clients who are um, having the guts in a way to step into a program with us. Like I mentioned before, you can lose your employees, but also uh, we don't want to work with clients who um, choose the employees who are going through our program because this is not going to work. We actually want our clients to give the employees the choice. Because I need the intrinsic motivation of the people who actually feel that they have to do something, whatever it is. That I need this intrinsic motivation to have a successful program. So this is one side. And as soon as management uh, want to choose the employees, it's not going to be as good as it could be. And also, uh, some of our rules is management also has to uh, be in the program. Everyone is equal. Completely engaged. Yes. So that's also for some companies, you know, that's also a challenge for us because some because companies... Some they, are transparent, some are not. Yeah. And we actually only want to work with those who are transparent because you can't work with the working force, let's say, and management is disaligned. Then, then it will never be successful. So we try to, to combine everything. So I think these are one of the biggest uh, challenges. Our programs... In general, if we look at the 100 days, within the 100 days, we have like uh, outdoor journeys. So we go to basic life completely remote. Uh, We also did some of those programs in Serbia and and, and Montenegro. But um, actually brought people from Amsterdam and the whole world. The whole world. We had 27 nationalities in a certain program for another client. And and, um, what we do... And that's something also which is a challenge. When you talk to local partners, um, we actually uh, always find it's it's like on more dimensions, the experience people go through with us. You have, of course, the program, let's say, with uh, the reflections and the assignments and things, but uh, it's, it's multidimensional because I always look at the experience they're in. So it's not a coincidence that they are at a certain point on a bike. It's not a coincidence that they are on top of a hill. 
because it all adds to their experience and to their uh, process. And this is something which is also difficult to um, ex uh, explain to others or partners or companies because people will say like, yeah, why don't you sleep in a hotel? No, everyone can sleep in a hotel. We build a, a camp on top of a mountain because it adds value to the whole program. So this is really like a design which is on different layers and also the food they eat, where they, do they get the food and how is it connected? It all has a reason. So this is also a big challenge to actually explain uh, to let's say providing partners. So we are talking today here on innovating human potential, of course, but I want to move to a bit philosophical realm. Right. And uh, maybe this is going to be uh, the hardest question that you need to answer. Okay. In your opinion, uh, where is going to be next breakthrough in human potential? <clears throat> Good one. Well, I think there's always there is already a shift happening in the world. And I think some countries uh, less than other countries. But I think if we look at uh, how um, organizations are uh, developing, I see that where before very much the, let's say, the hard skills, the job skills were kind of rated. Now, uh, the companies are also looking at uh, soft skills, let's say the human skills. So, and it's interesting if you have like those peer-to-peer uh, -peer reviews, it's interesting to see that peer-to-peer, -peer, like the horizontal uh, reviews, always uh, bring out the soft uh, skills of people where when it's uh, vertical, when it's like the manager or the director and uh, employees, it's always the hard skills. So it's interesting to see that that peer-to-peer -peer is more looking at the soft skills where management is always looking like, okay, which hard skill can be improved and what can be different. So I think there is a shift happening because I think... Um, Nowadays, the new workforce is actually not only uh, going for that salary, they're also uh, choosing who I want to work for, like what kind of manager do I need and who's actually going to help me further in my career path, um, where before that wasn't really a big issue. And also, I think they look very much at uh, which company am I choosing and how is this company engaged in the world on a social perspective, on an environmental perspective, sustainable perspective, whatever. So I think there's already a shift happening on, on that part because um, that old model where we actually promote uh, those toxic leaders in a way, this can be in politics, but it can also be in companies, I think it's not uh, uh, of added value everywhere anymore. I think there is a new kind of management needed. And um, here and there we see them, which is a very good thing, because you need more empathy. You have to be capable of not being there for yourself, but for the joint uh, uh, goal and uh, together. And I think there is a big shift already going on. So it's not something which we are looking into in the future. It's already happening. Yeah. And uh, what do you think that human race in whole, maybe we can reflect this crisis that we have right now in the world. Uh, what do you think, by your opinion, what human race is going to change dramatically in years that will follow? Not just, not just uh, on the, uh, let's say, career level, but on the, on the all other levels. 
I think uh, that people will really look more in uh, who am I. And I think if you look at, I don't know, I just recently saw an interview on Wired. I don't know if you know it about uh, uh, Juval Noah uh, he, Harari. He, he, he wrote a book about... Uh, okay, yes. Yeah. And uh, this was a, a, an interview together with Jim Harris. And they were talking about uh, how actually people are programmed if you look at all the algorithms on the social networks and the things you know it's very scary to see that in the end we can all be programmed but in the end I think as long as you are capable because the world is changing very quickly and we are all in it but if you are capable of uh, learning and going with the flow in a way but staying uh, let's say to yourself in a way and knowing yourself and what you are here for i think that's that's a big difference so there i see a huge potential in in let's say the working force or the race or whatever you call it where they actually can can have a impact on what's going to happen in the world and also within the companies Poena, thank you so much for this conversation and enjoyed a lot. And uh, for you out there, uh, subscribe if you haven't already. And uh, see you next Thursday when we talk about some new innovations. Thank you very much.